Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now let's get started. Welcome, welcome to the Paraphrase today. And today's story is entitled, Focus on More Than Yourself. So as we listen to our story, it's a great story that we have to listen to of how we need to think about other people than ourselves. We have a special guest that's going to come in and help me understand what's going on in the story, what they thought, some things that are stood out to them, some things that are confusing, and some things that we agree with. So listen, let's listen to our story, and we'll get back to you in a few seconds. Despite having a large and loving family, Claire had always focused on herself. Her problems were more important than her siblings. Her successes were more important. Everything was more important. That wasn't the way she was raised, though. Her mother had always put everyone in the family before herself and had tried to teach all of her kids to always do what was right, even if it meant sacrificing something that you want. At the age of 34, Claire was set up to get her dream job working as a reporter at a popular news station in Los Angeles. She lived in North Carolina but had already sold her house in preparation for the move because she was so sure that she was going to get the job. She went to visit her father before she left for her final interview. Her mother, who had always been her biggest supporter, had died a few years earlier. As she visited her father, she told him about how nervous she was to go for the final interview. What if she screwed up? What if they didn't like her anymore? Her nerves were working her up into a frenzy. Her father stopped her mid-sentence and said, You will do great. Do you want to know why? Because you are a lot like your mother, and your mother did great at everything she tried. Claire pictured her mother, the most supportive and loving person she had ever met, and for the first time in a long time took a long hard look at herself. An awareness was awoken in her. Her mother, in her eyes, was kind, compassionate, and supportive. Was she really like her mother? She had never really thought about it before, but a resounding no came into her mind. She didn't even know what her father or siblings were struggling with right now because she was so focused on herself. Suddenly she felt ashamed. She left for the airport with a lot more to think about than her job. An hour before boarding, her sister, whose husband had recently passed away from cancer, called her to wish her luck. Still thinking about what her father had said, she listened to her sister in the way she had never listened to her before. She asked her questions about her kids and her life. She asked her how she was coping. Her sister broke down crying and admitted that she was overwhelmed and wasn't doing very good at all. She could barely keep up the house. She was having a hard time keeping appointments and getting her kids to their activities. She had no desire to cook, clean, or do the things she used to love. Clara ended the conversation with her sister just before boarding started. She thought about what her father had said to her. She thought about her mother and how she would not have given it a second thought to go take care of her sister in such a trying time of her life. She thought about how she had spent her whole life looking out for number one. And then she made a decision to be more like her mom and take care of what really matters in life. 
she left the airport, took a taxi to her sister's, and spent the next few months living with her sister and helping her maintain her house, take care of the kids, and cope with the loss of her husband. Claire found the courage to do what was right because of her mother and the respect that she had for her. She knew that her mother would give up anything to take care of what really matters in life, her family. She remembered her mother being happy, happier than Claire had ever been, and she realized that doing what was right brought on a type of happiness that looking out for number one could never bring. Claire never regretted her decision. She and her sister grew closer than she had ever been with a sibling. She learned a lot about herself and how much better she felt about herself as she focused on more than just her life. And, she became a better reporter because of it. Alright, welcome back from our story. And as we look at the story, we break the story down, like I said, we'll look at some things that stood out to me, our, our guest, and our guest today, she probably has more insight than this because she has more siblings than I do. Um, only have one sibling to use as a model. She has multiple siblings, so she has probably better, more experience than I do. And one thing that I notice as so as we talk, we'll look at some things that stood out, some things that are confusing, and I some things that we agree with. And I want to start with some things that that kind of stood out to me in this story. And I I know we all think we all know people that focus more on themselves than they focus on the people around them. And I'm trying to think about and things that were, well, let's go back. Let's go back. Um, let's look at some things that are really confusing to me. Because I, like, I think sometimes we have to focus on ourselves because, I don't know. That's why I had brought in the guest because there's so many things that I don't know, but I do know. Because I do this podcast sometimes by myself and I'm focused on myself and I'm not focused on the people around me. So I needed someone to come in and, and help me understand why people have to do things by themselves and focus on the things and forget about their family, forget about their siblings. But why do we do this? And as, as my guests will respond and, and tell me, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's sometimes like, like right now as, as I try to record, it's very hard to record because there's sometimes people don't want to they don't want to be on the same agenda you'd want to be on. They want to do other things. They want. They think that what you're doing at this time is really not important. So, so when you do focus on yourself and then people don't focus on you, you get upset. But should you get upset? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, guest host Libiers? What do you think about this situation with this lady who's focused more on her career as a television reporter? Then her family, who needs her back in North Carolina. So, what were some things that were kind of confusing to you? We'll do the confusing part first, and then we'll go to the some things that stood out to us. I don't know. I guess it, it sounds to me like like this lady who's in North Carolina who has not been involved with her family is basically gone from one extreme to another. You know, where it's like you either are like her mother who dropped everything to help out. A family member versus not not caring or being invested or involved at all and so um, for me it's like where is where is the medium here between uh, taking care of yourself and doing things that you need for yourself but not at your expense but also so that uh, you do things to help others um, because I think sometimes what happens 
is people when you like you said you were in a you, you want to focus on yourself to do better but you want to help your family sometimes i think you feel like you're trapped that you, people don't want you to do better because they like look at I'm, i have all these problems over here come help me and then you go help them and it and they go get in another problem and then you're like well i need to move on with my life i need to do things for me and you always I don't know. You, you seem to be trapped into this situation. And, and it's hard when people, the, I think the biggest problem I see when you try to help siblings and you give them good sound advice and they don't listen. And you're like, why did I waste my time talking to you? And you're going to just do what you want to do. I think that, that that's what I struggle with is you're not going to listen to me anyway. So why even... So I think that brings up a bigger deal, though, like a bigger, a bigger, um, there's a bigger picture there in that, like, like we, we as individuals need to learn that, that, um, that just because we give advice, that doesn't necessarily mean that the person has to take it. And, and like, that's the part that I struggle with is that, is that we have to be willing to listen to it. But we also have to be willing to understand that if people don't take it, that they don't have that they don't actually have to, you know, follow it, you know. And um, so it's really hard because, like, like you said, like I have a lot of siblings, and my mom is very much of the thought of mine of um, you drop everything to help each other out, and she's always put herself first. I mean, I mean, sorry, she's always put herself, put her children and her family first before herself. And so growing up in that environment, all you're thinking is that that is the way to live. And like, as I'm getting older, I'm noticing that like my mom, she's done this all her life, but at her expense. And like, now that all her kids are like getting older and they're, they're, um, you know, they're moving out and they're yeah. having their own lives. It's like, what does my mom have to show for it? Yeah, she's she's generated or produced productive citizens, you know, and they're not, you know, they're contributing to society and all that. But like now, what what is she left with for her? You think that's and that's the thing that's, as all the kids move out, what is she going to do to fill that time? You know, it, it's... It's great that she's compassionate. She wants to help everyone, and she's the. But what is she gonna do now that most everyone's making their own decisions? Does she still want people to come to her when they have problems, or, or, are she trying to set a role model, be a role model, so that you can do that with your family? And that's what it's. it's I struggle with, because sometimes you do have to focus on yourself, mm -hmm. um, and your family members. It's like. It's hard. That's why I want to ask you about it because sometimes even in a certain family, depending on the pecking order that you're born, is will people really take you serious enough? I know being the, the youngest of my family, some people really don't listen to me because they, they think, well, you don't have enough experience and you haven't lived long enough. And so you really don't know everything that I've been through. So that's what I mean. It's when you're dealing with siblings and so there's some things that I have to do better is just lead by example and don't worry about um, trying to tell somebody what to do with their life. All I can do is live my life and hopefully they can see what I'm doing and say, okay, whatever he's doing, he must be doing something right because 
he's not complaining about this, he's not complaining about that. But to drop everything, to think about, just think about that. You have a new job in a new city, and you drop, you're at the airport ready to get on the plane, and your sister calls you, you're, and she's like, she can't, I'm not coping well, I'm not doing well. What would you do? Well, see, it's like, it's the, it's like, so going back, you're touching on, on that woman's guilt and the guilt that she felt from not being involved at all. And it's, um, and that's not okay either to feel that sort of, that guilt. Because then it's like, so yeah, she's making this big move. She has this new job. And so now she's going to drop things to go and help her sister. But she has to settle herself where she is now in this new place and make sure that she's also okay. So it's like, that's the one issue that I took with, with the story is that it goes from one extreme to another. And it doesn't really address like that, that middle place where it's like, you need to take care of you and it's and then you can take care of others. So it goes back to that. Like you need to take care of yourself first before you can help anybody else. Because if you, you're not helping yourself, then how are you supposed to help anybody else? Like you can't you don't have a guide for 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 what to do or, or how to do it if you don't know how to do it for yourself either, you know? And so um and so that's something that I've always struggled with is that like I've always felt like I needed to drop everything to go and help in every way that I possibly can, but at my expense. Well, have you, we all been in that situation where we drop things, we're in the middle of something that's important to us, mm-hmm. and we dropped it, and then we did whatever we had to do for our siblings or relatives or whoever, and then we felt like we were used. A lot yeah. of times we, we feel like, Oh, I, I stopped whatever I was doing to help you. It could be get a you know like a flat tire or whatever mm-hmm. incident it could be, and we stopped. So it seems like you you're being used. Yeah, and so I th- but so also I feel like every time I I did something for someone, I always felt that because I had done it, that it's not necessarily that I was going to come back and collect, but that. I had developed like this relationship with that person where it's like I've helped you out then then if I need you then I know that you'll be there for me and that's just because that's what I think relationships should be it's like it's a give and take and it doesn't mean that you're going to come back to collect or you're like the grim reaper collecting or whatever it just means that like if I give you if I give you you know whatever it is that I can give you then I expect you to reciprocate it out, out of just respect and it, and it doesn't mean that you have to reciprocate it financially um, or physically. Sometimes that just means reciprocate it emotionally. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like you respect me enough to consider me or that you help me out with even just like your thoughts and prayers, you know? That's true. And so, and so, um, and so when I don't even get, when I don't even get that, when I realize that that other person is not even taking the time to consider possibly like what my needs may possibly be whether it be emotionally or or actually let me just leave it at that just being like emotionally invested enough to think or consider me um then that's that's where I have a problem and then I also have a problem when you finally address it with people and you tell them um and you tell them hey this there's tension because of this and then they don't acknowledge it either sweep it to the side that also indicates to me that I'm also, I'm not important, that I actually I don't matter. So then it's like, 
why am I invested? And that's where I feel like you get abused or you get used and um, the intentions are not genuine from that, those other individuals, you know? And so that's why you have to be careful. Like you can't just drop everything to go and give yourself up for, you know, for other people become that martyr because you end up losing yourself in that. And the thing there, as I, you said, you drop stuff and you change your daily agenda or whatever. Um, Cause we, we, you know, I have, we have siblings who live in different cities now and if they ever called and, you know, I would, I would go and, and help out. And, but like you said, you invest so much emotional energy in that person. Do you think that they should invest the same amount that you're investing in? Or should it be 85, 15, 50, 50? Because a lot of times some people, like, as I listen to look at this story, things that stood out to me is one thing that she did was she just called her sister and started listening to her. Because in a relationship, sometimes we have a person who just talks a lot. And some people just are just need someone to just, just listen to what they're going through. They really don't want them to say anything. They just want to listen. And sometimes as, as I l- listen to my relatives, some of them want me to do things. And some of them just want me to, they just want my time. Yeah, and see, I think I think that, uh, like, so that reciprocity, like, I think that it's, it's sometimes you can quantify it, sometimes you can't. But more oftentimes than not, I feel like if it's a genuine relationship, um, one that where there's like mutual respect, then you can't quantify that reciprocity, right. you know? And so, um, and so, and I also am very much aware because I do have all these siblings that everybody's different and everybody demonstrates it in a different way. Um, like for my, for example, like my mom's love language is making sure that you have food. She can't show it to you in any other way, but she she will beg you and beg you to eat. And she knows that when you've eaten, then you're taken care of and you're loved, you know? Well, yesterday we, we were at an outing and, and she, she came around with these Girl Scout cookies and she made sure that everyone was offered these Girl Scout cookies. And she gets really upset that if you do not take from her and she gets I've seen her at times when she would cry that she thought something is, you know, people won't take her food. And so she gets really upset. But that's her way of sharing, saying that she does love you a lot. Yeah, she does. She feels like she's been rejected or or she's not wanted. And so but so I know I know now I know that now because for a long time I used to I used to ask my other sisters, like, why is it that she can't? I mean, it's not like she doesn't say I love you. It's not like she doesn't say like she doesn't want to like she doesn't come over and give me hugs or gives me kisses or whatever. But like sometimes she's like she's very militant with certain things and her ideas like it it is what it is. And that's just the way that it is because I thought it, mm-hmm. you know, and so she's very stubborn. Um, but. And so I wonder, like, why can't she tell me, like, in different ways that she she's emotionally invested? And you realize that, no, like, the way that she's emotionally invested is that you have a roof over your head and that she you have food in your stomach. The bare essentials. Mm-hmm, the bare essentials. <laughs> and, and that's you're taken care of in that way, you know. And there's other things that she does, but that are that she shows you that she loves you. But usually it's it's always that. Well, you have like. With her, but so you know where she stands. You know that if something happens, she's going to be in your corner. And that was, it's okay to be stubborn because you know she's going to have your back no, no matter what. And that, that's, that's kind of cool where you know that you, she's consistent. The main thing I, for me, as long as you're consistent with our relationship, 
I'm fine. If you're a fool, be a fool all the time. If you're a, compa- if you're a nice person and you want things and, and, and talk and dialogue and, and hang out, I'm fine with that. Just for me, just be yourself. And if you don't want to be bothered and you don't want my help, that's fine. If you want my help, fine, but be consistent. I, I, I work better with that way because when people aren't consistent, that's what I struggle with because then my emotions and whatever whatever is going through my mind is like, well, I, I thought they were this way and now they're this way and it's hard for me to follow. It's really hard for me to follow. Yeah, and actually that's a really good point that you're bringing up because um, that's a really good point because I, I the consistency part too is like, so that only tells me that when, that only tells me that when, um, when you're, when you're afraid So you were talking about consistency with relationships and and um, and what people do with with their behavior. Like it has to be consistent, and it's true. Like you can't you can't you can't, for example, call me up and all of a sudden ask me how I'm doing, so that you can ask me to then do something for you, and then I don't hear from you for months, and then all of a sudden you care about what I'm doing and you're asking about how I'm doing and what am I doing and what's new, and then I know that following is going to be something that you're going to want me to do for you like that's not okay or like for example don't for one minute uh like on the one hand buy me something (laughs) and tell me that this is you saw this in the store and you really like you really liked it because it thought of it made you think of me and then you give it to me because i know down the line you're going to come back and collect in one way or another like wow that's just like that's not okay, you know. No, it's not. It's 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 not. It's it's and that's the thing, like when your phone and we all have these phones and they light up. We don't know the numbers anymore, but we know the names that come up. We know how some com- some conversations that we have is. I know this person just calling to see how I'm doing. This other person, I know they want something from me. So whatever they're talking about in the beginning of the conversation is going to lead to, well, can you do this for me? Mm-hmm. Can you do that for me? Or some people, it's, it's nice every now and then. We have people that we just text and say, hey, everything okay? And then I think with this technology, it's, it's kind of you'll text someone, and then if you don't get an immediate response, your emotions in your mind start like, well, I guess they're busy. And then they finally get back to you, and then you're like, well, maybe I should wait a day to respond back to them. And it, so this technology that we have now, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it's helping relationships um, because a lot of times when you write something on these text messages, you have to be really careful of what you're doing. And, and because the tone that you have to use is very important, too. And, and the tone that you when you call someone are you because a lot of times we don't we don't talk on the phone anymore. We, we are texting a lot more. And so, like I said, for me, it's just about being consistent every day. And the, the next thing I have to ask is, is how. We all, I think about situations where if, if I had a flat tire or if I was stranded somewhere, what relative would I call? Would I, would I, you know, would I, what would I do during that situation? Would I, you know, rely on, who could, who could I rely on during my tough times? Like the girl talked about her sister was had a hard time dealing with her husband dying and she had to do, she was overwhelmed by things. Do you think if some people would help you out or, stop what they're doing or because I like I said it's, it's this topic is very hard for me because I don't have that many siblings I don't have that many examples to go by 
Um, I don't, it's, I have just one sister, so it's, it's kind of hard for me. To... Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, so I, I don't know the, so when I was younger and even sometimes like, even like this weekend when we helped, you know, my sister move up to, to her new place, like it was great that, that we do have all these like siblings and um, like all these people that can come together, you know, essentially to help this one person out, you know, right. and that we have the support system. So I think that that's why um, I think whether you were you were raised in a big, a large family with all these siblings versus um, like you only have one or two siblings and it's a small family. I think that that's why people are, like there's a lot of people that say, um you make your own family. It's not necessarily the family that you're born into. Because that, that family, you can have all these siblings and it may not work out between you and the rest of them. So um, so I think what it really comes down to is whether or not you have a strong support network. And that doesn't necessarily need to come from like people that are like your blood. You know what I mean? Like, um, like with like some of like my in-laws, like, um, like my like my brother-in-law, like you, George, or like my sister-in-laws, like, yeah, we're not blood, but I do consider you guys, like, if you, you know, you, you came from the same, like, thread, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but we've, we've done things for each other, experience, we, we, we've done, we've grown closer, not when we first met, we weren't that close, because we didn't know each other, right, but you have to pass certain tests, I think, any, any kind of relationship, because sometimes we'll throw things out there, and then we have to make sure that this person, we have to see if this person can pass a test and then we give them something else to deal with and see if they can pass a test. Just like your sister who moved there, moved yesterday and we, everyone got together and we didn't really, I didn't know what the plan was, but when I got there, I saw everyone unloading her stuff, taking it upstairs. And and I was just playing around and I said, oh, I guess you guys want to move upstairs. And why can't you move downstairs? And they explained mm-hmm. that it's, it's more money to live downstairs than upstairs. But imagine if I just, when I got there, I just sat in a car and I didn't help move one box whatsoever. How would that, what would you thought if I just sat in a car yeah, I think if and you, listened to the radio? Yeah, if you had just done that, you, I, first I would have said, I would have told Tanya, like, why did you bring them? Second, I would have been like, second, I would have been like, uh, well, I guess we're not that important to him. And third, I would have been like, let's see, next time he needs help, watch me come out and give him some kind of support. But I would say, well, it's my birthday. I I don't want to do anything this weekend. And then I would have been like, how self-centered is that? That's true. (laughs) And that's the thing that I realized yesterday. It's not about, I can't just focus on myself. I got to focus on, so I could have used that excuse yesterday. It's my birthday. I, you know, I work Monday through Friday. Well, why should I help you? But I did because you care about her. You want to get her situated. You want to get her off on a good start. And there's things that she has done for me in the, in the past that I want to show her that I don't want her to think that she's alone on, on this move. I want, her, I want to give her a lot of support. And I think that's what is important with family is she knows that if something goes on wherever she is, she can call me and I can help her with the situation. I told her. I said, if you need something, make sure you let us know. Don't wait until it's really bad. Make sure that you call us, give us a little heads up. So if we need to help you with anything, you can do it. So I, I want her to make sure that she knows that a relative, no matter what, is going to be there for her. Because it's hard living in a different city, in a new city, trying to get adjusted. Because it's, it's called life. Things are going to happen to her. 
and she's gonna have to problem solve. But I want her to know that if she needed something or if something happens, um, she's gonna have to really, you know, just call us because we don't know what's going on. And I have to remind myself with her is every four or five months, I'm gonna have to just send her a text message to go to Walmart and get an oil change for her car. Because <laughs> the reason why I say that because she's already burnt up one car. I know. So <laughs> that when I left, she burnt up <laughs> one motor. <laughs> so I told myself, I said, all right, in, in Monday, text her, say, find a, I know you found the Walmart, put $30, give them $30, let them change the oil, and then another three or four or five months, text her again, mm-hmm. just a reminder, just a simple reminder. So that's what I can do. And see, I really appreciate that because what, what you did is, is you did what I would expect a brother to do, you know? And it's like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be asked or you don't have to be pushed or or motivated. I mean, or or or, or yeah, or, or or motivated by somebody else to. Well, maybe that's not the right way to say it. But ultimately, what I want to say is that you don't have to be forced into doing something that doesn't genuinely come from a place of. of uh, what I was saying is that is that it didn't come from a forced place where, like, for example, like Tanya pushed you to to do it it came from a, a genuine place you know in your heart where like you 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 care for her enough that you you are interested in her well-being you know and i think that that's there's it's just genuine and that's that's really appreciated because that's really what is that is really what it's like to like be a sibling to someone else and be in a family it's like yeah there's going to be fights there's going to be disagreements there's going to be like really bad things said, but ultimately, do you have a genuine interest in that other individual? That's true. Do you have a genuine interest in that other person? And it has to be, it has to go both ways. It just can't, for me, it has to go both ways. Yeah. It just can't be one person doing this, doing that, and another person just sitting back and then saying, well, this is how it should be. And we shared examples of how some of our relatives where they are and that's just how they are and I don't really want to get into that too deep because that's a whole nother yeah that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other one hour yeah but what I was going to say it's like if you if we really want to examine the story that you started off with you know and really get down to the core is I think that the so if, you, if we really want to look at the story and really examine, I think that the deeper issue and, and you, it's like you're, you're reading or listening between the lines, it's not that she felt guilt that she wasn't being more like her mother. It's that she felt guilt from not being emotionally invested enough in her sister to simply just give her a call to make sure she's okay. And yeah, But the thing is with the girl in the story, the main character in the story, to be great, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You're gonna have to everything like you got to be laser focused, and and I understand why she was getting you know she finally got her dream job and she was laser focused on being the best that she could be, but there's gonna be some casualties that go along the way, and sometimes and we talked about this is some people want us to pick their family, pick the job, pick certain things, and it's hard because you want to do things for you. But then again, you want to make sure that your family's okay. And, and you think, if I don't do this right now, this opportunity is going to leave. And so I can imagine her sitting at that airport thinking, why? You know, like, but obviously she, her sister did something to make her change her mind, to delay her 
going to Los Angeles at that time. But, but why does it have to be that just because you're laser focused, you can't you can't be or participate in anything else in your life? Like some people don't know how to multitask. Some people it's either a hundred percent or zero percent for them. To be honest with you, some people just can't. They they don't know how to distribute their time and their energy because that was that's what makes them great is they can only focus on one thing at a time, and it's it's an art to make everyone happy because imagine think about Thanksgiving dinner, think about Christmas dinner, how everyone's just running around trying to make there's certain people running around making trying to make everyone happy, and that's how I feel like in life everyone we're running around trying to make that person happy. As soon as you get that person happy, you go to the next person, and then you're like. Man, I really didn't think about myself this whole time, and and then you start feeling like, well, I'm I'm doing all this work, and everyone's just sitting around, and then I still gotta clean up all the dishes. But that's just my analogy. I don't so know. I guess what I I guess what the I guess what I think we should take from this is that is that you yeah you have to think about yourself, and you do have to put yourself first, but not at the expense of losing sight of what's ultimately important to you you know like and the people around you and that it's important that you have people around you to support you because I, I think it's really sad when you get to the end of your life like especially retirement age and you have no one that will be there like you are you are completely alone and we talk know? about that a lot is in this podcast is regret like you said you your retirement age and you have no one there with you and that's that's got to be lonely. I I can imagine that you know you have no brothers, no sisters, nothing, no one, with, no friendships, no, no friendship. bonds of any sort. But to to have a you you know this to have a great friendship, you got to put in time. You can't just like you said you you got to do certain things for certain people. You you, you know we've taken f- trips with friends and and you you got to put in time and then, like you said right now it's it's hard. But see. Uh, but so then that goes back to like quantity versus quality like along the way like you're going to realize that the people who the the people in your life that need constant attention like uh where they're, they're they constantly need to hear from you on a regular basis or else you're not their friend those people those people have issues they're they're needy they don't really need you i mean you really don't need them and it's sad to say that, but like that's the truth because there's something that they need to work on, where they need to not be so codependent, yeah, right? Well, well from for me, I I have different categories of friends. I have friends I know I can only deal with them every six months. Mm-hmm. I know I, there's certain people I can deal with them on a weekly basis because I like you said they require so much energy. They require mm-hmm. so much just lifting and, and and trying to figure their situation out. But that's what frustrates me about dealing with them is I have to realize just dealing with them is just listen. Don't give any advice. Just listen to them. Mm-hmm. Because whatever I, whatever they're going through, six months from now, it'll be something else. And they're going to be doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, for me, like, at this point, I have people that I do consider very close friends that are not, you know, in my, like, a part of the family. Um they know, they know that, um, uh, so I was talking about, um, like close friends that are not a part of the family and that I, they know already, are you for reals? Like seriously? No, are you like serious right now? I just told you that we're almost done. 
You see? Because <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> oh. You're getting bored? Give me five minutes and I'll entertain you. Hold on. Okay? Five minutes. I'll cut it out. Don't worry. Give us five. We're going to wrap this up in a second. Five minutes. Five minutes. We're going to wrap it up. Okay, go get a popsicle. I was going to say very quickly that when uh, you have friends, like especially with my friends that are not in my family, they know that like if I don't text them for a week or two, that doesn't mean that I'm not invested. Right. That just means that I'm busy. And like when we catch up again, then it's going to, it's it's like we never stop talking. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there, there are some friends that we could be away from each other for a year or two, and then we could just rejoin and go back to where we were. And, and there's other people it's hard to re- reconnect with. And as I like about the, what I agree about the story is when she called her sister, she just listened to her. She didn't really give her advice. She just listened to her. And I think a lot of times in our a lot of relationships that we have, we have to be better listeners than doers. And so I want to thank you again for coming in and, and helping with this podcast. And I'm so glad that you dropped by today and you kind of can see what, um, how I put this together and how we make this magic happen. And as we have all these listeners around the world, um, I know they'll be commenting about how they want you to come back on the podcast. And the only time I really can get you is, is during the weekend edition of versions because you are, you are busy with your business and, and work too. So once again, thank you for... George, come here. And see my shows. Thank you. Put more likes and come see my show. So once again, as we end out, and we want to thank our special guest for coming in and sharing her insight on focusing more on other people than yourself. And like you said, this is a very complex conversation we have, and we'll let her take us out and some things that she she wants to say as we end our podcast. Well, thank you for having me. But if anything I can leave you with is don't lose yourself in helping others, making sure that you need to make sure you can take care of yourself before you can help others. Um, But that doesn't mean ignore others either. All right. Thanks again for joining us and continue with the great comments and we will see you on the next pair affair. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. This week's episode has come to an end. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time.